many new designers are thinking that it's going to be all butterflies and everybody will you know, want to get you because you just got this design degree or design bootcamp or something like that. But it, trust me, it's not going to be easy. You have to be prepared. You have to reflect. You have to be persistent. You have to stay confident. It's a lot of self-work you have to do through this process. It's not going to be easy and nobody will be waiting for you with an open arms. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of 2022. Yay! Happy New Year to all of you. And I'm really happy to get back to recording with my dear Anfisa. And we have a lot of juicy things to discuss today. So hopefully uh, we'll, we'll be able to unpack a lot of value around a very, very interesting topic, which is the hiring process for UX designers. So with this intro, I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna do a little uh, traditional, uh, how was your week? <laughs> but this time we're talking a couple of weeks because the holidays just happened. And I'm really curious to hear in a nutshell what Anfisa has done over the holidays. So hi Anfisa, how were the holidays? <laughs> Hello, everybody. And yes, also, welcome, welcome. <laughs> I'm saying welcome, welcome, because I just returned from uh, from Dubai, from Arab Emirates, and everybody is there is like, welcome, welcome. <laughs> and so I have this on my mind. But anyways, welcome back to the first episode of 2021. Oh, 2022 already. Wait, <laughs> time is flying. The holidays were great. Uh, it was still busy. I still hoped that I will get a bit more rest. But, um, but it's still great. I felt that I had a lot of fun, to be honest. Um, the first week I was in Ukraine <clears throat> doing a lot of things that must have been done, you know, like medical checkups, dent dentist and stuff like that. Um, I also met with my ex-students uh, from the mentoring program we run in 2021. Hello, girls, if you're listening. <laughs> the girls also started the agency. And so we had like their own team building activity and they invited me. So it was really, really fun. We went to the quest room and also, you know, just celebrating the holidays with your parents, with my sister, with my husband in Kiev, Ukraine. So it was fantastic. And right after that, we also flight to Arab Emirates for one week. So it was great. Um, a lot of walks because Dubai is huge. We were work, walking around 15 kilometers a day at least. <clears throat> so a lot of walks, but also a lot of um, sun time and just, you just, you know, it's great. <laughs> I love traveling. And so I just returned two days ago. It's, it's kind of still hard to be back, you know, obviously it's not easy to return, especially right after the, from the plane. But, uh, but I had to, I had to come back uh, because at the moment I'm trying to do a lot of content work, preparing the content. Um, I have only two months before starting the new job. So I have two months to do all the content work and I'm already of digging into it really hard. Um, even today, I have another community presentation about how to dive into UX. So I have another presentation to give. And so it's already kind of hitting me <laughs> that I have to do stuff. Anyways, it's been a lot. So how about you? How was your, uh, was it two, three weeks that before we talked last time? I think it's uh, three weeks since we talked last time. Um, my schedule wasn't as spectacular as yours. <laughs> I didn't get to travel. I was at home and I was actually hoping to sit and do nothing. And somehow I think the universe listened because I got sick. And so everything I could do was just sit and do nothing. So for one week, I oh, was no. like, 
yeah, feeling sick, being in bed, having to take care of the baby at the same time. It was pretty tiring. So it really, I was super frustrated that it, that was not the rest I was hoping for. But then in the second holiday week, I kind of started to feel a bit recharged, feel like my 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 thoughts are falling into place and I'm, I'm like cleaning everything in my head. And there's like this ritual of, of deciding what what's important for me in 2022 and what are like the keywords the key things that i want to focus on and actually the my 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 keyword for 2022 or my main goal for this year is is focus so i want to be more focused because with the baby and with all the projects that i've been doing the boot camp the content uh different consultancy gigs and everything that i'm doing it feels like i'm always all over the place and everything is very fragmented i'm always always context switching i'm interrupted i always try to get back on whatever it was i was doing so this year i really i really want to feel that uh i'm focused so this is this is my goal for 2022. And yeah, I mean, for the past couple of weeks, two weeks, I think into 2022, I feel like I, I feel more focused. I hope it lasts. Typically, like all of us, our New Year resolutions start very well and we're on track for like the first month or two months. And then things uh, start to disintegrate. We'll see if that's the case for me as well. But yeah, it was it was it was okay. It was not ideal, not the ideal holiday, but I think that once you have kids, you kind of have to give up on what whatever ideal means to you because you can't really plan out anything. So, <laughs> but, but I'm really happy that you kind of realized that you need to focus this year. So we've talked about it a little bit in the in the in the end of the last year and we both shared the sentiment that it was a lot. So I'm really happy you're having this trajectory this year and I really fingers crossed to make sure it's going to work out for you. Yeah, well, I think that the mantra that I found for like enabling this focus goal is actually to tell to myself all the time, one thing at a time. I was like literally feeling the same thing when I was in Dubai. I was like, just just breathe and one thing at a time. Don't stress out. <laughs> I had literally the same sentiment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because what happens is that I get overwhelmed by all the things that I have to do. They're like sort of floating above me. They're, they, they feel like they're happening at the same time. That I have like 10 things to work on at the same time. But in reality, you work on one thing at a time, ideally. And so you really need to focus on whatever it is you're doing. It's like all this idea of presence. So if you're present in whatever it is you're doing, it doesn't feel as overwhelming. Even if you have like a to-do list of 10 things, you're going to take them one after the other and it should be fine. So I'm forcing myself to not think, not get paralyzed and, and completely um, paranoid about all the things that I have to do, like 100 things, but just think that, okay, now I'm doing one thing and in the next moment I'm doing another thing and so on and take it take one thing at a time. This is my goal for this year. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is fantastic. And I do think we need to talk about it further in the next episode. Um, yep. Yeah. Yep. Noted. <laughs> also, I think it's important to learn how to prioritize those things because it's true that if you have a to-do list of 10 things, it's kind of overwhelming and you don't have this engine that can process the most important thing to start from and also your emotional human being wants to yeah. focus on that thing which is not important right now so it's another topic i guess exactly exactly definitely <laughs> we I, I tend to pick out the easiest tasks from my to-do list every day and then the hardest tasks are there for like three months so uh yeah definitely we need to dedicate a whole episode to this but uh let's focus on today's episode focus <laughs> I would like to start by asking you and maybe we share some of the 
information we have around how a typical hiring process looks like for UX designers. All right, so here we go. <laughs> I'm actually going to talk a little bit more from my personal perspective because um, for a context setting uh, in December, and for those of you who haven't been listening in the past episodes, um, I've been going through the hiring process the whole December 2021. This was the process for the first time when I decided to took it seriously. And I'm going to try to talk about this experience um, in as much details as necessary. I was applying for the middle stage growing companies, which are not startups anymore, but not corporations either yet. Uh, so middle size and uh, particularly pre-IPO startups, <clears throat> meaning that they are in their late stages of funding. Um, they might consider going public um, in the next couple of years. I think that's a sweet spot because the company is still, you know, new figuring out the culture but also <clears throat> uh, might have a great potential because as you if you decide or if the company decides to go public you might have a great return on investment with your shares that will become stocks and stuff like that so that's not the topic but in general um, it could be a very good sweet spot and i have never worked in the middle stage growing company so that's where my eyeballs <laughs> landed for this whole process <clears throat> that's for the context setting and also uh Again, just to give you more context, I was applying particularly in Czech Republic, Central Europe, and for the senior roles. And uh, what else was important to mention here? And of course, it's 2021. So for sure, <clears throat> there will be some companies are more modern in their hiring processes and some companies are, I guess, a bit outdated, having many, maybe too many stages of uh, interviews and stuff like that. So. Now let's me, let me go through the story real quick. I hope <laughs> I don't know if they will be quick, but I'll try. Um, so I'm I'm now pulling out my um, Notion board, uh, which I have created for this whole process. I really wanted to make it serious this time because the previous job hunts were always happening to me sort of suddenly, not planning. Um, it was like great opportunity coming my way, and I was deciding to take it. Um, the previous job I actually got because somebody I knew said they're looking for designers and I just wanted to apply there for experience, which ended up being the next job I took because of the pandemic and stuff. Anyways, so this time I really wanted to make it serious and I've started by preparing the whole motion board with a list of my goals and priorities with the list of things that are important to me, because that's usually the first question that design managers are asking you like what's important to you where you're looking at a new next opportunity and stuff like that list down four of my priorities and then i started looking for the companies in czech republic in this pre-ipo middle stage cross niche and uh, that's where i started and i've outlined now i'm can i can see around 17 companies but actually around five of those companies uh, were in us remote which i was thinking maybe i'll take but i decided to not do that anyway <laughs> simply because um i decided that it's important for me to be in the office and i need to work at least partly uh, on site again for mental health i need people and stuff so I think at the end, if I'm looking at the list right now, I've applied to around maybe 10 companies. Uh, some of them were not official like job boards. It's interesting because the key for designers today is also networking. Some of those um, companies, they did not look for designers, but I knew people who worked there and they just were like excited that I'm on the job hunt. So they sort of created the opportunity. They said, we will... 
um, you know, send you some details. And if you're interested, just jump on right on. Let's talk. Let's talk about it. So it's all about networking these days. That's the first insight, I guess, because many companies did not look for designers, but they were open to find great people. And it's just about uh, you talking to them, they reaching out to you, as I mentioned in the beginning of the uh, in the past episodes, a lot of HRs reached out to me and they did not have also like official job posting or something. They just said that I opened to talk and I said, like, let's do it. So that's how it went. I was listing the companies I am potentially looking into. Uh, many of those companies did not have job offers. That's the first thing. Many of those companies said they will have job offer or job opening in the end of December. But uh, things were moving really fast in December and I had only three weeks to go through the whole process and some companies were preparing their job posts for too long, especially before the Christmas time. So they didn't make a cut, even though I was really interested in talking to some companies. So long story short, I've talked to around five, seven companies. Uh, Two of them I decided not to take. Um, Actually, there was one company that I even interrupted in the middle of the first interview and said, like, I'm sorry, I don't think there is the match, which is a different story. There were a couple of companies that mentioned to me in the first call that their hiring process will be like seven, eight steps. And I immediately turned those down because I knew I don't want to go through a huge rigorous process with home tasks, with whiteboard challenge, with UI design challenge. It's like it, it was ridiculous. Some companies were offering really outdated process. And I did felt like I'm a little bit privileged being a um, senior designer that everybody's looking for. So I could turn down some of those companies that just did not, or I guess adjusted to the market needs or to the best experience for the candidates. But I eventually ended up talking to four companies seriously. All of them, again, in the same niche, pretty much same design process, pretty much the same, um, I guess, payment range and pretty much the same values as a, for design or UX maturity, if you will. I guess I will quickly go through the potential uh, hiring stages. The process, it was mainly three, four steps. Usually the first one would be always like CV or um, HR would contact you, something like this. I don't even consider this as an official stage. It's more about getting to know that you exist. I know that for junior designers, and this is a tip for designers in the early stage of their careers, for junior designers, it's still very, very important to have their portfolio ready to make a cut to the next stage with the design manager. But uh because there is not so many designers in Czech Republic and everybody's looking for seniors, for me, uh, CV was just enough to show that I have a lot of experience. And then it was more about talking to design managers and discussing the cases I had in the past. So first step, CV or HR, I would say. Second step was design manager, always. Um, this is when you kind of get to know each other. This is very, um, it's supposed to be not a very official step. That is that's supposed to be the step where everybody get a chance to get to know each other. So you meet with a design manager. You, um, It's like, I would say, 30 to 60 minutes interview where you have half of the time to interview them and they have the time to interview you. Usually they would be asking you things like, so what's your motivation? Why this company? What are you looking at? What are your strong sides? What are your weak sides? Uh, tell me about your projects. Tell me about your experience, your story and stuff like this. So again, getting to know you. <clears throat> and then from your side, also another very important tip, make sure you're ready for those because every time you are not ready, you're asking questions, 
as a designer, you don't look serious. It's your job to ask questions. It's it's important for you to be curious and, you know, explore, <laughs> I guess. So that was the stage when I was also being trying to understand their culture, their design team, their structure, their challenges, their priorities, et cetera, et cetera. Design manager as well. For me, the design manager chemistry test was very important because I knew that design manager is critical for my career growth. So that's another very important tip here to focus on that. That was the second stage. And the third stage was usually some sort of portfolio presentation or design challenge. It depends on on the companies. So some companies would say, we need a portfolio presentation. Uh, Two cases mainly, they were asking for one hour, 20 minutes per one case, 10 minutes for QAs. Some companies asked for whiteboard challenge and portfolio presentation. And some companies asked for portfolio presentation and um, the app critique. That's another thing I never did, but it's an interesting topic. We can also take further in the discussion at some point. So it was interesting. I've been, this, the, th- the third stage is when your design thinking skills are being tested, basically. That's when you are able to present your cases, to articulate your decisions, to show your storytelling, I guess, skills, <laughs> and uh, show how much you know, show the depths of your process and knowledge and, and understanding and digging and research and prioritizing and all of that. So all the design thinking stuff. And after presenting this, of course, there will be rounds with questions, but I think that the case studies itself are critical here because I felt like the decisions were done right when you were presenting the case studies. Um for me, the disclaimer is I, I mentioned that I don't have a portfolio. I did not ever had a portfolio, but I created uh, two cases overnight. Well, actually one night and another night uh, just for the sake of this interviewing process. And it went really great. I can also talk about it in, a, in the next episodes. But uh, I did create two cases that were relatively recent that also very important to show um, particular for those companies because some of those companies were more B2B, some of those companies were more B2C and I had to have like those different angles because it's, it's it doesn't make sense to present web project for a B2C company. That's not what they're doing, right? So the case also has to be relevant to the company you're applying to. Uh, I was going through all of my cases and looking for the most perfect fit for all those four companies and so I had to adjust a little bit there but Point is, the case is critical. Case study presentation is critical. And this is when the decision is made usually. And then after that, you receive the feedback and uh, there is a big chance for the next, well, usually there is this fourth stage where you would be already talking to the team. This is, again, they call it the chemistry meeting or call where you get to know the PMs, the engineers, the, the designers in the team, gotta ask your questions about the work inside and stuff like that they also might ask some questions to you but it's again it's more of a interview but with the higher um kind of bigger crowd than just a manager so you kind of get to understand their their team and their dynamics and their values and stuff like that and so let me resume or not resume let me conclude again the stages at least from which i went through uh, so first, HR or CV, second, design manager meeting or interview, third, some sort of test, whiteboard challenge, cup critique, portfolio presentation, all of that. Usually portfolio presentation would be a must-have in, in any of those um, hiring stages. 
And then um, the last one is a team chemistry meeting, a <laughs> call interview, whatever you call it, uh, where you get to understand what your day-to-day life will look like. Um, after four stages, I would usually get the like maybe two, three days before the offer. And um, my story is that I did got all four offers from all these four companies. Uh, I eventually laid my eyes on two companies. Um, and it was a very, very hard choice to prioritize. I, I talked about it a little bit on social media, but uh, it was basically, it came down either to company that had a better product, the product I'm more excited about and that is more closer or dearest to my heart, or um, or the team which has a lot of potential because the, this is a very smart team working in very important, like very great companies like Slack and, and I don't know, like very mature UX company and team. And also they have a very good payment. So I was like choosing between um, two of those different angles. Uh, but eventually I realized I'm more, I really want to be motivated about things I'm doing. So I decided to go for the product. Uh, it was hard. I did slept on it a couple of days, but um, but I eventually decided to take an offer from the company that has a product that I'm more excited about, which I'm going to talk, I guess, in the next episodes, because I'm still trying to go through the, um, how do you say, background check process, which is a different story. Okay, that was a lot. <laughs> well, I think it's it's it was a pleasure to listen to your story, uh, because I think it was packed with insights. I took some notes that I'm gonna share when we when we get to the end of the episode around uh, the main points that we feel are important as takeaways. Um, I myself have been in the with the same company for the past three years. I've also been on maternal leave, so I haven't been doing a lot of uh, job searching. So I feel like this 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 conversation is from a lifetime ago. <laughs> but indeed, um, I feel that uh, there are some things that that seem to be um, com- common between all recruitment processes. So. Um, your point around networking, I feel it's it's the case more and more in the industry that especially for senior designers, but even for junior designers as well. So it starts with 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 an, a foot in the door, getting your foot in the door through someone you know, through a, a personalized message that kind of is feels feels like it's meaningful, like it's it has intent behind it uh, that you send to the companies you want to work for. Um, I loved your point that as a senior designers, you you can be very uh, picky around the companies you work for and you can start your job hunt by by choosing what type of company, be it in size, be it, be it in industry, in design, team maturity and everything. So you get to choose the criteria that you're going to be exploring. So there, there were a lot of valuable things in there. So but just to share quickly my um, understanding of how a typical process looks like. Of course, you apply either by networking or I don't know, even on LinkedIn or but I, I understand on LinkedIn doesn't work very well these days. And then there's typically a phone screen interview um, or can be obviously a video interview where you get to uh, chat with uh, the recruiter, the HR, uh, just to, to make sure that you're up for going through the process and get some high level information. Then there's an interview with your hiring manager uh the design lead or the design manager that you will be working with definitely just like it happened in your case and then there's a there's a stage where you get to meet the team i don't know if it goes 
before i think it's it's after you go through the through the portfolio presentation where you share your portfolio and also i loved your point around not necessarily needing a portfolio but more uh going preparing a custom presentation based on the company that you're applying for i think that it's something i've done it in the past so even though my portfolio featured four cases when i went to present my portfolio i didn't just share slides uh, from my portfolio but i i kind of picked and choose the projects that i was about to show to make sure just like you said that they're relevant to the company i'm applying for and then uh, i i simplify the slides to give me the opportunity the room uh, give me more space to talk and share things um as i'm presenting so i'm not just reading slides or or uh, clicking next 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 <laughs> in a meeting that's also important so preparing if you want um so yeah and then there's also sometimes it's the home it's very very controversial in the industry the uh home task the design challenge uh, uh that they give you i don't know seven ten days to solve uh it's very controversial because many designers and they're right to do so uh, argue that it should be paid because it's your time doing work and it's even worse when you're doing work that is for that company so it's a design challenge that has to do with the company you will be working in and so it's uh, it's controversial but at the same time i do understand uh, the 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 rationale behind it if you want because companies want to make sure that they're getting the best of the best especially if they're competitive they want to make sure that uh the person they're hiring will, is willing to put in all the effort to be a part of to, to land a job with that company that's also something that uh so i think that i understand both worlds but yeah so i think that um another important question is um you've applied to um, very specific types of companies, right? So you were very, very decided around going for pre-IPO companies. That's a great decision. If you ask me, I also joined a pre-IPO company three years ago and it was, it's, it's exactly like you said. So it, it was still explosively growing. There was a lot of potential, a lot of room for doing new things, for setting standards, for creating processes, frameworks for working. But it wasn't like, uh, in the very early stage of a startup when nothing is known, nothing is clear, everybody does everything. So it was just like a very sweet spot of doing meaningful, relevant work. So I do understand uh, uh, the appeal of pre-IPO startups. And But yeah, how do you think these processes uh, differ between a very small startup or a very small company and big companies like you've also applied with very big companies in the past and you got a job with them um is there a difference between preparing for a startup interview or preparing for a i don't know an interview with google what where are your thoughts around that <laughs> yeah that's a great question by the way um let me think well let's let's talk about like okay i will simplify it just for a sake of kind of content concisiveness and uh, say that let's say there are three types of companies actually there are more i'm not going to go into design agencies for example i'm going to focus particularly on the product uh, product companies but uh, let's say there is a startup there is a pre-ipo startup that is growing and then there is a corporation again just for sake of simplicity so when i was working with startups it was extremely easy to get into 
maybe one interview, quick portfolio link, or even links with your past projects that are developed so people could see, aha, uh-huh, this is what you did. Great, it works. <laughs> Let's do it. So with the starts, and maybe it depends again on the startup ambition and the startup context where you find them and maybe even the stage, uh, because many startups now realize that the first employees or the founders is a critical as components for growth of the company. Uh, but I, when I was doing the startups and I was joining the startups, you know, a lot of the times in the beginning of the company, they don't have much budget. And so they're kind of uh, either offering a very low payment or they offering the stocks or shares, I guess, a better word. Um, and so because they cannot offer you very competitive payment, and usually this is the opportunity for kind of junior or young designers to also get some, you know, practice, work with a real business and stuff like that. So because of that context, I think like it's kind of easy to get into startups, but of course it comes with a lot of sacrifices, like working on all sorts of things and, you know, always working and it's just messy and all of that. Um, so when I was, up, I'm not even applying, I guess I was talking to startups or I was referring to joint startups. It was kind of easy. It was just a network, talking to people and like, here is my links. Okay, that works. Let's do it together. You're invited to the meetings and you start working right away. At least that's my experience. I'm pretty sure that it can differ depending on the demographic and the startup and the problem and the founders of it and stuff like that. And the second part, the PIPO I already talked today, and let's say now let's talk also about the corporation I worked with or applied to. I think it also depends. So in this context, for the bigger companies that are more established, let's say more, not to say UX mature, but more mature in terms of their business um, growth. Uh, or business revenue streams, stability and stuff like that. So for the bigger companies, I applied to Citrix and to NCR in the past. Those are huge companies, both had more than 10,000 employees. And uh, for NCR, I was mainly working as a contractor. That was easy because if you're a contractor, there are no strings attached. Your contract can be terminated any moment. So obviously there is no need for much, I guess, um, due diligence for your background check and stuff like that. And it was easy. I think it was just me presenting my Trello boards I mentioned a couple of times in the previous talks. And then it was just interviews and then going to the office to get to know the people. And then they said like, okay, the next meeting come and start working. <laughs> so it was easy, but because I was doing the contract work um, and after that contract work, I was also offered maybe to join as an employee um, but uh, yeah, then pandemic happened. When I was applying to the corporate works or comp- corporate environment at Citrix, <clears throat> it was maybe like five or six stages, so slightly more than pre-APO startup. Uh, but also, let me also mention that um, it was two and something years ago. And I feel like the, the last years, the hiring process has improved or at least got more concise. Maybe I'm mistaken here. Uh, but anyways, I feel like at Citrix, we, let's say, I don't remember exactly, but maybe there were seven stages, maybe six. <laughs> and so only one of those steps, I was actually doing the design challenge. All other stages, it was just talks, talking to people, different departments, managers, designers, PMs, et cetera, et cetera. So it was really soft skills focused because for Citrix at the corporate company, it was very important to have this 
environment in which people can trust each other, have similar values and stuff like this, and be able to communicate, especially in, in, a, in a space of ambiguity. Uh, so in the corporate environment, and that's just my experience, I'm pretty sure it can differ, but I had a feeling that it's less of a show me your portfolio, show me what you've got, but much more talks, 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 talks to different people, more soft skills oriented, more trying to understand your thinking and articulating your thoughts and asking the questions and trying to understand what's in the head, what's in your head and stuff like that. Um, but I can also remember when I was applying to TopTal, uh, which was, I think you also applied to TopTal. We briefly discussed it in the past, but uh, they have had a very long process, like seven or eight stages, which was crazy to me at this point, at that point. But I was in between the jobs, so I decided to, to go through it. And I think they had like even English interview and then they had... Um, yeah, I do remember. You needed to prepare a portfolio with like at least four projects. I remember six projects. Six projects. They needed six projects, yeah. yep. Six projects, I, I don't recall. Um, and, then, and then definitely you had to do like this design challenge where they gave you like 10 days. Oh yeah, right, and right. I did like a crypto app and it was because they gave you the challenge that mm-hmm. you will be working on and it kind of, it, it took me, oh no, I think they estimated it's like 10 hours, but I worked for like 30 hours because it would just have been something extremely superficial. So what are they testing if they're doing very superficial briefs? Anyhow, I got in TopTal, um, but um, I was oh, also getting my first part-time gig. So I had a job, I had a part-time gig and but TopTal never made the, like the cut in my schedule. But yeah, some some recruitment processes are absurd, definitely. So in this case, I think it's because they're looking for like hundreds, maybe thousands of designers and they have to see, uh, they have to like scale the process and make it as automatic as possible. So I think they're they're, they're just like a factory of, of hiring designers if you want. So I think if we try to draw the line, I think it's really depends. Some companies... And again, maybe design agencies, it's really more UI skills oriented, at least from my experience. And in startups, it's more about like, hey, you have some projects, let's do it. And in corporations, let's talk a lot. And in the smaller kind of pre-IPO stages, it's a kind of mix of both talking and and presentation and challenges. So it's pretty interesting. I think it really depends. Um, And like I mentioned, there was one company that I was maybe considering applying in Czech Republic, but they had like this ridiculous eight-step process, which for me, I mean, for me i even wrote them a message said like look um great company great talking to you but i don't think that's fair for senior designers to go through all those interviews plus whiteboard challenge plus home take challenge plus portfolio presentations i was like this is ridiculous i'm very sorry but if you're looking for great senior designers you will not make it easy on yourself but good luck to you guys so i think that companies also have to take time adjusting to to the market needs because it's just ridiculous and senior designers time it worth money so i mean yes of course you need to test their motivation but there is a limit <laughs> um and I, we're talking about the junior designers well let's come, let's come back to i guess junior designers here as well but um do you do you maybe think there is difference between the processes of application process between juniors and seniors did you see any kind of significant differences there yeah, I think um, there is a difference. First of all, they 
perhaps and most of the times they don't have the the luxury of showing relevant uh, projects in their portfolio based on the company they're applying with because they don't have a, a an impressive selection of projects yet probably they have like two three projects that they've worked on some of them may be school projects some of them may do maybe some volunteer work or a hackathon so they don't have this luxury of adapting their presentation on the company they apply for so uh, and probably not even like being very picky although i do encourage all junior designers to be picky when they apply to jobs and not apply to everything that's on linkedin but apply to things that would make them happy so that's still something that is achievable but i'm not sure if they can they they will be like hunted by so when 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 companies learn that they're up on the market they'll be like oh come here please join us and, and running after juniors unfortunately this happens later in your career not very early on so in this light i think that the process is different because you have to struggle a bit more. You have to be more persistent in doing the networking efforts, uh, reaching out to people, cold messaging, of course, still making meaning, mean, making it meaningful and personalized. Uh, but there's a lot of work you put into to actually land an interview. So I think for senior designers, like you were sharing in your story, conversations just happen. So you just tend to like have an initial conversation with whomever you want in the market. It just happens because everybody's looking for senior designers. For junior designers, even getting those conversations is extremely difficult and they have to be persistent and they have to invest a lot of time in, 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 in getting the, their foot in the door, getting that first initial chance. And then when they optimize their presentation, I think that it's really hard to adapt it. So like I said, there's not much room for adapting it, but they have to make the presentation uh, good and they have to be able to um, show their strong points as junior designers. Because in the beginning, you definitely cannot talk about uh, how you've handled complex enterprise products or whatever, or team dynamics or conflict management in, in, in the design process. You will not be talking about those things, but you are able to showcase a good personality, a very a, a good drive for doing good design solutions, an understanding of the process, an understanding of things that might go wrong in, in the design and um, solving design problems. And so if you show uh, other things that are not necessarily um, the things that you would be looking in when hiring senior designers, then definitely you can increase your chances. So as a junior designer, I was I would be so my recipe would be if, if we can talk about recipes uh, network with as many people as possible uh, work on I don't know reaching out to senior designers reaching out to people who are in the companies you would like to work in sending them a meaningful message and then showing what makes you special as a junior designer. Because it can be just personality. So when I've hired, when I've looked at bringing in junior designers in my team, I've I've mainly focused on the potential that they have and on the personality. Um, because I, I think that a good personality and a good drive can definitely make up for for the knowledge that's missing and that can definitely be acquired by by doing actual work. <laughs> so so yeah, I think that's it in a nutshell. Do you have any thoughts around that? Completely agree with you. Also, I know one junior designer who recently, um, I was talking to this junior designer in September and then in November, I'm seeing um, this person found a job and I was like, whoa, how did you do this? And uh, when then I had a meeting with the designer and um, it was a very, very junior designer. But anyways, the point is when I talked to the designer, I realized that 
she's very, very, uh, I guess, strong. She has opinion. She knows what she's doing. She knows she has to figure it out, but she's very, very bold. And she was really persistent. And in a matter of just one month, she found the job. It was, it was fantastic. So personality is super important. And when she was talking, I could even see that, whoa, she will, she will go far. She's having all this thought in the first, I don't know, half a year of your journey this means <laughs> this person is really like i mean i could see herself being senior real soon um, because she's very motivated so again uh it, it's true it's very important to make your way up there get into know the right people network at all cost um talk to like mentor designers right we were discussing it last year a lot like there is an ADP list there are mentoring programs there is program by Joanna where she's actually mentoring uh aspiring designers there are people with experience who could help you to navigate through this journey to help you boost in your confidence to build the confidence in the first place as well as building the right network of people and understanding where do you want to target and your strong side and all of that so um I guess I would kind of build up by just saying that on top of networking plus building the confidence plus um, staying persistent because it's not going to be easy. Let's make sure we all agree on that. And uh, yeah, the, the third point would be also to make sure you have a senior designer who can help you at least with advice. Um, yeah, that would be the only one thing I would add. <laughs> So with this, uh, I think we covered a lot of points, both for senior designers, very valuable insights from your hiring process and congrats for your new job. We're really excited to hear more about that in the future. Thank you. I would say you, we move on into our top takeaways very, very quickly. Um, I'm going to go first because <laughs> uh, I have them right at the road down. So yeah, so the, the number one takeaway, I loved a point that you made around asking questions i think this goes both for senior designers especially but even for junior designers one of the ways in which you show that you're a good professional a strong professional that you have an understanding of what needs to happen of what you will be doing as a ux designer is to start by asking questions so you're not just interviewing for them you're interviewing them as well so prepare your questions ask about team dynamics ask about who design is reporting to in the organization, ask about, I don't know, the goals that the, the design team has, uh, different roles, different challenges, um, ask about as many things as possible because not only you will inform yourself, but you will make a good impression as someone who knows what they're doing and someone who is actually interested in understanding and unpacking that role. And plus, you will be showing design skills very early on. So very good point that you made. I loved it. Um, another important point that I want to make a takeaway for today is that for senior designers, this, like I said, doesn't go for junior designers, but for senior designers, I think it's really important if you're going for jobs that you're extremely, uh, interested in to adapt your presentation and adapt your process. So don't go for a one size fits all and just wait for it to work, but go very targeted in your interview. So if you're applying to a B2B company, then make sure that you select B2B case studies or sometimes B2C studies can be very relevant as well for in, in, from some angle, but make sure that you tailor the way you go into the interview because that makes an impact and it also shows uh, that you understand 
what they're looking for and what's important for them and and you're able to to like um articulate things that are meaningful in this conversation and the last point that i want to make is that I said it before, I want to say it again, uh, be very precise and be very confident and picky as much as possible, even for junior designers with the companies you're applying for. I think that there's this ongoing conversation, oh, but there are already too many uh, designers in the market and they won't be able to find jobs. I haven't seen that being a reality. Most of the people I know get jobs eventually it's true that for junior designers it can be a long time sometimes up to a year but eventually if they persist long enough they get their foot in the door they get their first design role and for senior designers it's like sometimes they have to like shut down their linkedin because they're being <laughs> um they're being haunted by recruiters trying to hire them so uh, it's still a very very juicy market it's it's on fire we've also seen the great resignation happening and many people uh, finding quickly, very easily jobs within new companies. So I feel that we still have the luxury of choosing products we like to work on, industries we're passionate about, teams we want to be a part of, managers we want to learn from. So do that uh, do that effort in the beginning of, of trying to find something that would make you happy for for as long as you think it's a good idea to stay in a job. So that those are my three takeaways. I said I will be brief. I don't know if that was brief. I'm going to hand it off to you. And I also covered a lot of things. Sorry. <laughs> so I guess I will start or I'll pick up from where you left, um, from doing the homework. Just to add to this point, I think it's very important. The part was the homework, and I didn't really actually talk about it, but I did a lot of homework before even applying. The first week when I just got laid off <laughs> from my previous job, the first thing it was like, okay, I had a lot of reflections and I did realize what's important to me. That's why I realized I want to work in the pre-IPO companies and stuff like that and my priorities. But that's actually the part of your homework that you do need to do. Um, so I guess my takeaway is <clears throat> try to be mindful about what you're trying to achieve in the next role or in the first role even. Meaning when you do your homework, you need to try to know um, what are your priorities in the companies. Even if it's a first job, you still need to know what you're looking into. What skills do you want to obtain? What team do you want to work with? Who do you want to target? Um, as well as trying to reflect on your personality and your, I guess, value offering in the market. For example, what are your strong sides? What are your weak sides? What things you would like to improve? What things? So being a mature designer who can reflect, that's the first thing you need to do because those will be the first questions that a manager will ask you. And if you come unprepared and you're rumbling around and you're like, I didn't never think about it or I don't know, I just want some job and stuff. Trust me, this will, no matter what stage you are at in the growth, in the design career growth, this will not make a good favor for you in a design process. So you need to know those things. I guess reflection would be my takeaway number one. Um, the second takeaway would be to network as much as possible, passively, all the time, not necessarily when you're looking for a job, but actually to, I mean, when you're looking for a job or you're posting about it or you announce that you've been laid off and stuff like that, yes, you kind of trigger the networking effect and people trying to say the supportive words and say we're looking for designers that definitely trigger things but i would still say that before even the company announced that they are laid off i mentioned it in the previous episodes i got a lot of hr messages um before i even knew i got laid off that 
if you're looking for a job, here are the options, you know? So just because I knew people, I knew people who work in different companies. I was going to conferences or events and uh, social media definitely helps there. Um, I did have my network pretty much established and it was really easy to find all those opportunities. I still wanted to do some sort of... Um, you know, my digging, my personal digging into what what's the opportunities on the market right there. What are the companies I might want to work with and stuff like this. But uh, at the end of the day, um, networking made a bigger impact because, for example, the company I will uh, I, I'm starting working at uh, is the companies that one HR reached me out about. I've never heard of the company, um, and so that's the same same happened with the previous company, like I mentioned. The f- the person I knew just reached me out and said, like, we're looking for designers and stuff like that. So you don't underestimate the value or the impact of the networking that can sometimes passively impact the, the job you're choosing and uh, your actual experience you're gaining. Um, and yes, of course, you have to be still proactive and apply meaningfully like Joanna mentioned, but um, you never know. Sometimes opportunities come from very unexpected places, even from, I don't know, let's say you have been, I don't know, yesterday going out, I don't know, playing bowling, met someone who works in some company and things can happen, you know, tomorrow it can, this person can reach you out and say, hey, we're looking for designers. So you never know, but uh, I definitely have seen a huge impact from networking. And let me think, what would be the third, uh, I guess, Takeaway for today. Um, I guess it's not a really a takeaway, but I still want to mention this and um, specify again that if you are aspiring designer trying to transition to UX today or in the next couple of months, just um, I mean, <laughs> be ready because it's not going to be easy. And many new designers are thinking that it's going to be all butterflies and everybody will you know, want to get you because you just got this, uh, I don't know, design degree or design bootcamp or something like that. But trust me, it's not going to be easy. And like you mentioned, you have to be prepared. You have to reflect. You have to be persistent. You have to stay confident. It's a lot of self-work you have to do through this process. It's not going to be easy and nobody will be waiting for you with an open arms. So just accept this fact or at least embrace it. Um, Be ready for this because if you know this, if you have this expectation, it's kind of, you, you know what to go, you, what to expect, right? You're not surprised or not frustrated in the process and you drop out because the first, yeah, I don't know, a few messages or a few CVs didn't get well. Uh, but iterate on your CV and stuff like this. So again, this process is not going to be easy or fun, but the first job is always hardest and then it will be much easier as you start gaining the professional experience. That's it from my side, I guess. <laughs> I think we managed to cover a lot of things. I want to wrap up this conversation. Congrats to us for the first conversation of 2022. Yay! Woohoo! <laughs> Many more fruitful conversations to come. And I want to thank uh, everyone who listened to this episode. Make sure you go check out other episodes that we've recorded. And um, if you want to support Honest UX Talks, we would really appreciate you leave a review wherever you want or give us a follow on Instagram. Uh, signs of support are what what motivates us into having more conversations such as this one although it's like also an intrinsic motivation because we're learning a lot from one another but but your appreciation also helps <laughs> so if this is useful go follow honest ux talks and and share your favorite episode with the world and help us grow and with this being said 
thank you Anfisa for another awesome conversation uh, and uh, yeah bye everyone see you in another episode <laughs> thank you everyone bye bye